Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. And Orange Theory Fitness, delivering fitness results for a healthier world. From Mansur's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge, we're out to lunch with editor of the Baton Rouge Business Report, Stephanie Regal. It's business Baton Rouge style. Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. It doesn't matter how many times you've flown across the country or around the world for that matter, there's something that continues to dazzle and fascinate us wingless human creatures every time we get in an airplane, whether a single prop or a jumbo jet, and take off into the sky. It's only been 120 years or so since aviation has been a part of the human experience, but it's come a long way since then, not only transforming transportation, but enabling us to do all sorts of things once never thought possible. Joining me today to discuss aviation from a couple of different perspectives is Mike Edwards, Director of Aviation at the Baton Rouge Metro Airport. BTR, as it's known, is a regional airport with three carriers that serve just under a million or so passengers a year from its 1,800 acres in North Baton Rouge. Mike took over at the helm of the airport in November 2018 after previously serving as its interim director and before that as its operation manager. Mike has more than a decade of airport management experience and previously worked at the Louis Armstrong International Airport in New Orleans before coming to BTR. He's a native of New Orleans who has a bachelor's in criminal justice studies and aviation management, which is an interesting combination, as well as a master's degree of homeland security. Mike, it's a pleasure to have you here. Thanks for being on Out to Lunch. Thank you, Stephanie. Glad to be here. And with me and Mike is another aviation person, Billy Gibson, who has found a niche business in aviation with his Denim Springs company, G-Force Skyshot. It's actually a communications consulting firm that specializes in aerial photography and videography, which, as you can imagine, has all sorts of interesting applications for businesses in sectors such as retail, industry, agriculture, and construction, not to mention special events. Billy is an award-winning writer, photographer, video videographer and marketing professional with more than 30 years experience who also has his private pilot's license since 1989. These days he's also using drone technology and actually brought a drone to the table here with us today that maybe we'll try flying around the restaurant. (laughs) Anyway that's opened all sorts of new possibilities in the field of aerial photography that Billy will share with us today. So thanks for being here with us. Thank you, Stephanie. It's great to be here. Well, Mike, I'm going to start with you. So you took over at the Baton Rouge Airport after a a long and at times contentious national search for a new director. And in the end, you, the local guy, got the job. That was in late 2018. How's it going for you since then? And and sort of what have been your major major accomplishments since taking over? Well, Stephanie, uh, you know, it's it's been going really well. Things are booming at the airport, just like all all across the uh, Baton Rouge area. Uh, you know, we had a record year in 2019, uh, especially in terms of uh, airline passenger-related revenue. Uh, uh, 2019, like I said, was a we set a record at uh, 163.2 million dollars in airline uh, passenger-generated revenue. So that was a big thing for us. Was that because there were more people flying BTR, yeah. or is it because airline prices went up? Absolutely. Uh, it, more people are flying than ever before. You know, the airlines across the industry are seeing record profits. Um, we've seen over the last three years at BTR a 10% uh, increase in emplanements. Um, and 
you know, as you know, the airport's a major economic engine for, for the Baton Rouge area. And that 10% increase is an interesting figure because a 10% increase in, in employment actually equals uh, a 1% increase in employment. So if you do the math based on Baton Rouge, that would equal 3,000 new jobs that were uh, directly uh, linked to the uh, employment increase that we saw at the airport over the last Across the market, years. not at the airport. You don't employ 3,000 more people at the airport. Uh, no, that's correct. Right. It's, a, it's a 3,000 new jobs for the uh, Baton Rouge market. So, so if employments are up, and that, that's really good, that means passenger volume is up. So, and we can talk more about this later, but I mean, we only have three carriers. That is, I think, the big challenge that you as director face at the airport is getting more direct flights, nonstop flights into and out of Baton Rouge. Right. It's a challenge and it's also uh, an opportunity. Uh, in the industry, we've seen uh, over the last uh, decade uh, major consolidations in terms of airlines, uh, with there being four major airlines operating in the United States, those being Delta, United, American, and, and Southwest Airlines. Uh, of those four, only three have uh, three of the of the four all operate, as you said, at the Baton Rouge Airport, and those three have the largest worldwide network of any airline uh, operating today. So our passengers can go anywhere, uh, in most cases with one connection worldwide. But uh, we are focused on on uh, expanding our uh, non-stop uh, flight options for, for the folks here in Baton Rouge. Uh, this year we're making a big push uh, in conjunction with uh, Mayor Broom's uh, office, uh, the Baton Rouge Area Chamber, uh, and Visit Baton Rouge, uh, along with uh, several other partners to really uh, target those three incumbent main, main line carriers that we have at the airport. Uh, with a focus on uh, nonstop flight to the uh, D.C. area and uh, Chicago. Well, we will drill down more into some of the specifics of really how you do that. But sure. before we do that, I want to bring Billy into the conversation because you know I love the fact that your background, right, is in marketing and communications. But but you were able to combine a passion for for flying with your profession. So tell us a little bit about how G Force Skyshots really got to be specializing in in aerial photography yeah well of course drone technology is evolving and emerging and getting hotter more popular uh, every year but uh, my interest really began after I got out of college at the University of Alabama in the, in the 80s um, the first job I got out of college was at Macomb at oh, the wow. local newspaper there okay. right up the interstate 55 and um, I used that opportunity before I had children and settled down to get my pilot's license, single engine fixed wing basic private uh, pilot's license. And uh, my interest in aviation sort of grew from there. And uh, when the uh, drone technology emerged and, and being in communications, as you mentioned, I thought, wow, this is a, a great opportunity to merge those two interests. It's an interesting dynamic uh, sort of landscape out there, yeah. so to speak, or air, airscape, I should say, in terms of droning. And, it's, and again, it's emerging and evolving. Uh, there's uh, components that, that pop up in the news every day that have to do with drones. Um, they're being used in so many ways, medically, agriculture, um, aquaculture, uh, just many different areas. Some of the drones that you hear about in military applications are really fixed-wing drones. They're not quadcopters like I have here today. Um, so they're really, truly unmanned uh, 
aviation aircraft. Um, and so the payload uh, uh, restrictions there, uh, you, know, you can carry many pounds of whatever you want. You can, you can obviously have them weaponized with chemicals. You can have chemical detecting uh, mechanisms on these things. Obviously, you know, they, they have the ability to drop bombs and all that. So it really goes... Uh, you know, but in terms of you, like, does it help being a private pilot to, to know how to fly a plane, to be able to fly a drone? Does it make you better at doing what you do? It does. Mike, have, have, and drones have obviously changed aviation so much. Have it, has it created problems or, or safety threats, you know, for commercial pilots and private pilots of fixed-wing aircraft out at the Baton Rouge Airport, for instance? It's absolutely something that the industry has been monitoring extremely closely. The, the FAA has been very quick, as, as Billy was saying, to uh, adopt standards for certification uh, of, of commercial drone pilots, and also now uh, they're uh, looking at registering uh, recreational users as well. Um, I couldn't encourage folks more that if they are looking to operate a drone, they go ahead, especially for any kind of commercial purpose, and get that registration completed. We get a lot of calls from um, from folks, uh, whether it's uh, someone looking to take pictures of a, of a home near the airport uh, that's going to be put on the market for sale, or um, someone looking to do some aerial, aerial photography, uh, let's say for um, uh, a party or football game. Uh, and if they're not registered as a commercial operator, then we really can't uh, allow those flights to occur. In the, um, there's a five-mile radius around the airport that we're concerned about and working with the Which folks. Which covers a lot of ground in Baton Rouge, right? It sure does. I mean, five miles yeah. out from, from the airport is a lot of Baton Rouge. Huh? Absolutely. Uh, you know, and Billy could talk probably more about this, but a lot of the, uh, the newer drones, and uh, we've seen this in some of the aerial footage that we've actually collected at the airport for some of our marketing campaigns using, using drones. Um, if you don't have a more sophisticated modern, modern drone, the, the software um, on the drone actually will not allow you to take off within a certain um, radius around the, the airport. Uh, so that is a, a good safety innovation that's uh, saved a lot of headache uh, for a lot of uh, both drone operators and airport operators. Let's talk about the businesses of y'all's respective entities. Billy, who's calling you for for drone shots? Uh, Is it real estate people wanting, like Mike referenced, a picture of a house or a building? Is it industrial chemical plants or do they do their own? Is it hospitals? Is it... Who, who's sending your guys up in the sky? A little of all of the above. <laughs> One of the most, and I I've, I've, uh, began the business uh, last May, um, and there's been some, there have been some interesting projects, let's say. Uh, the most recent one, and, and one that uh, I just saw on Facebook this morning, uh, if you've gone across the Morganza Spillway, uh, anytime, I guess, within the last few years, most people know that there's a bald eagle on I think it's a, a cedar tree or some kind of cypress tree. Just um, one? Just one well, bald eagle one, that's always there? Yeah, there's the bald eagle that's nested there years ago and, and, and raised um, raised a, a family or two, I suppose, in the process. Um, and then you'll see a couple of hundred yards, uh, I guess that would be north, uh, the electric cooperative over there, PC Electric, has actually built a, a, a fake nest if you've driven over there. Because the concern was that the tree was rotting and they wanted to make sure the eagle had a place to, to roost and so they built an artificial nest. So the landowner called me to see if we could 
get a shot of those nests and see, because they had not seen the, the eagle in its regular nest, and again, the concern that the, um, that the tree is rotting out, uh, they wanted to see if it was taking up residence in the fake nest. Wow. So we <laughs> needed to get overhead and see what the status was of these two roosting spots. Okay. Uh, what we've since learned, and just came out on Facebook, some, uh, a resident that follows it over there, uh, tracks the eagle, so to speak, found where it's actually got a new nest. But the landowner wanted to take a look inside there and um, and, and see what the status of the and does it was. does it pay well? I mean, are you able to charge handsomely for this, or do you have to do a lot of a lot of drone flights to to make a good living? Well, it's yeah, it's um, you know, it's a service based. Um, um, charge by the hour. Yeah, yeah. The, mainly uh, the business side of it is working with the client to come up with a, a price point and an invoice that's agreeable to everyone because you have to factor in. Uh, I've literally flown all over the state. I did a, um, a video for the military park that's in Lake Charles, if, if you've ever seen that. It's right there on the lake and did a promotional uh, video for the Chamber of Commerce. I've done uh, flights for depositions, court depositions. I've done flights on the uh, cotton industry, took some overhead shots. They had a fairly robust year up in northeast Louisiana with the cotton industry and did a story on the, the gins that are up there that are still in existence. Um, uh, flown, um, uh, did a, just did a feature, a video on Salvation's Cross. It's a 100-foot cross that they built on the interstate by the Ravel exit um, that a, a private citizens group erected, and, and they're, gonna, they're in the process of illuminating, so you can see it from like two miles away. Uh, other communities have done this, and they followed suit. So we went and got some good drone footage and put a package together for them. But, yes, it's very, it's very yeah. customized packaging. So interesting. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Stephanie Regal. I'm talking with Mike Edwards of the Baton Rouge Metro Airport and Billy Gibson of G4 Sky Shots. We'll be right back after this very short break. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Stephanie Regal. I'm talking to Billy Gibson of G4 Sky Shots and Mike Edwards of the Baton Rouge Metro Airport. So, so speaking of customized packaging, Mike, and, and I said I wanted to get back to you on this, but and, and you all want to try to work with your existing carriers to increase the number of flights. And I know everybody in Baton Rouge says, why can't we get Southwest? You know, I mean, what kind of packages to incentivize can you all put together? Because a lot of people probably don't know how it works, and you can't just pay an airline. I mean, there are FAA regulations about what you can and cannot do to try to get more flights to an area, right? Right. What we do now for any new airline that will uh, start service, uh, new service to a new destination out of BTR, we will waive all of their terminal rent and landing fees for the first uh, two years of operation. Hmm. We'll also uh, provide $200,000 in dedicated marketing to promote the new service and um, we as I mentioned have partners uh, the Baton Rouge Area Chamber and, and Visit Baton Rouge who also come in and uh, help market that service uh, Baton Rouge Area Chamber uh, through their marketing um, promotions here locally and Visit Baton Rouge on the other end getting people uh, in the new market to fly to Baton Rouge. Um, what is interesting this year is we're working with with those same partners as I had mentioned earlier to build a community coalition uh, to make a uh, dollar and database business case um, for uh, 
additional incentives that come both from whether uh, the private or public sector. Um, the airport, like I said, is restricted, but um, there are models that we're looking at for uh, revenue guarantees uh, that could be used to further incentivize uh, airlines uh, bringing new service to BTR. And so you all would guarantee them a certain volume of business, right? So like one example, it wouldn't be done through the airport. It would have to be done through an independent uh, uh, body that's not affiliated with the airport. Um, DOT is very strict on that. Mm -hmm. uh, an example would be Alexandria. They have the uh, uh, Regional uh, Transportation Alliance, which is a uh, 501c4 nonprofit. Through their nonprofit, they they are able to offer those uh, in additional incentives to airlines that are coming to the area. And there's several other. So they examples. they raise the money basically, and they make those guarantees if the passenger volume right. falls short or something like that. Yeah, that's correct. There's um, the average airline will lose a million dollars in the first six months of any new service. Um, so by providing those those additional incentives, uh, be it a revenue guarantee or um, some other type of sure. a grant, it helps them mitigate that risk in that initial and critical first six months of the service. Um, and those funds are only used if if needed, of course. Uh, one other thing we've done uh, is we've applied for, uh, and this is the airport, uh, through DOT for what's called a um, small community uh, air service development grant. Uh, it's it's a part of the, uh, the acronym SCASD program. Hmm. Um, there were $12 million uh, available through the SCASD program in um, 2018, and we put in a request through DOT back in October for $800,000. Uh, it's an 80-20 grant, so we would also need to come up uh, as uh, working with our community partners with a $200,000 match. And uh, if successful, That's not very much. right? I think that, they could come up with that pretty easy. Yeah, uh, and that money would be used how? So that money uh, would give us a million dollars to put towards uh, any new service. It would actually act the same way as a, a revenue guarantee, that, like I spoke about. Um, uh, and we're very uh, hopeful about the potential of, of receiving that award. That's, that's great to know that those new things are going on. Sure. Billy, um, how many people work at, at your company? How many people work at, at G4 Sky Shots? Oh, it's a single proprietorship. So it's just you? So For you now, do it all? Yes. Okay. And well, how growing. many drones do you own and have? Um, I actually have two. I have the, I'm flying the Mavic Pro uh, 2 Zoom right now. It has a 2X optical zooming capability, which not a lot of drone cameras have. Uh, it's a three-axis uh, gimbal-stabilized um, uh, camera and capable of 4K video and um, 16 by 9 photographs. Drenders about a 12 megabyte photograph. How many other companies are out there? And I think there are more and more every day, right? I mean, yes, a few years are. ago there were just one or two, and now there are. Yes, and as I said, I began my, my business about uh, almost a year ago, um, which is a little bit late um, to catch the, the uh, gray, uh, wave where the greatest growth was occurring was actually a couple of years ago. Uh, when the price points on drones of this capability were coming down where they were within reach of a lot of folks. And the interest, of course, has grown. So how do you market yourself to compete and stand out against the crowd? Is it is it through the fact that you did PR and marketing before? 
Yeah, I've been around a while. <laughs> so you've contacted. Yes, I've worked uh, for the past twenty or so years um, around the state and uh, small towns, and and have a quite a few. Uh, business connections and contacts and friendships that I've developed and uh, that's as I said before what kind of keeps me going around the state to different sites and um, uh, getting business through the contacts that I've made. Knocking on doors and milking your existing contacts. Yeah and then getting references uh, along the way. Great and Mike speaking of competition I know that that regional airports face competition from the big airport that they always compete against which in in our case here is, is New Orleans and the Louis Armstrong International Airport which now I don't know if the new terminal makes it harder for Baton Rouge to compete or easier in a way because of all of the the logistical problems that they've had and the bad publicity they've gotten. Um, you know, it, this is something that other, other airports are dealing with. Obviously, y'all are on it. But um, how is the New Orleans airport affecting Baton Rouge BTR, for the better or worse? Uh, well, you know, we are the second largest airport in the state in terms of uh, employments, and um, we have uh, have... Uh, a fair share of, of passengers from our, what we would call our catchment area here in Baton Rouge, which is if you draw a 50-mile uh, radius circle around the airport, that's what we define as our catchment area. So in that catchment, you've got uh, 2.6 million passengers. And uh, right now, you know, like you said earlier, we have uh, 800,000 uh, annual employments, uh, or in a, that would be uh, 800,000 folks flying in and out of the Baton Rouge airport. So um, we are uh, what we would refer to in in the industry leaking uh, 1.6 million passengers to New Orleans. Uh, On the flip side of that, we're also the recipient of leakage from other markets like Lafayette, for example, where 8% of the passengers in their catchment drive to Baton Rouge to fly out. So um, in terms of getting the message out about why to fly BTR, uh, it's really critical for us that, w- that we, uh, and we've been uh, very aggressive about how we market the airport so we can capitalize on uh, what's going on in New Orleans. Um, so, you know, the convenience of, of flying out of BTR is, is what stands out the most, uh, you know, along with uh, the price point. We we're pretty competitive uh, when you compare us uh, to MSY in terms of average fares. Their average fare is uh, $170, um, and ours is uh, just over $240 per round-trip ticket. Um, but if you factor in the cost of uh, time, uh, mileage on your vehicle, uh, if you're a business and you're paying a travel uh uh, uh, reimbursement for uh, uh, mileage reimbursement for your employees driving to New Orleans. You factor all that in, and studies show that 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 additional cost is uh, going to add up to an additional two hundred dollars above that 200. base ticket price. So, in other words, you're saying that it is competitive, right? The, the so other thing that that I think is so interesting about the Baton Rouge Airport is that, I mean, you've got a very large private, you know, FBO operation right. for private right. planes. And, and, and some corporate planes as well. And that, that business is growing, I mean, all the time. It seems like there are new FBO operators developing out there. And you also have a very thriving business park. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, we have, uh, like It has said, nothing to do with aviation, right? I mean. Well, it, yes and no. Right. So um, 
Our uh, annual operating budget is uh, $15 million, and you know the airport operates as an enterprise fund, so we don't receive any uh, local tax dollars sure. uh, from the city parish's general fund. Uh, all of the funds that go towards our operations are generated at the airport, and uh, we have a $1.1 billion uh, annual economic impact. So uh, it's really a great deal for Baton Rouge when you think about it that we have that engine for economic development right in North Baton Rouge without you know, putting any local tax dollars. It's creating $1.1 billion in annual economic impact. Part of that is our uh, FBOs. We have two uh, world-class FBOs that are located at the airport with the third under construction right now. Um, both of our current FBOs uh, are undergoing multi-million dollar uh, modernization uh, projects. Um, we have BTR Jet Center, which is constructing a completely new FBO facility that's really going to be uh, world-class, as well as Signature, who's investing millions of dollars into both their uh, fuel farms and their existing uh, uh, facilities to really... Um, and that was the thing that I thought was so interesting. Like, aviation is a thing in Baton Rouge. Like, there are a lot of people that like to fly and are right. interested in flying. Isn't that your experience as well, Billy? Yeah, I would like just... Uh, to add one thing about the airport, there are two testing facilities um, on the topic of becoming certified. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a testing facility at the Baton Rouge Airport, and there's another one in, in Hammond. Those are the ones that uh, it costs $150. That doesn't go to the airport. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it goes to the FAA. Uh, but those are the two facilities that are in the Baton Rouge area. And you mentioned our... Um you know, Aviation Business Park, for example, uh, a, a lot of folks, when they think of the airport, they only think of uh, airlines. But uh, of that $15 million uh, annual operating budget, $10 million of that is non-aeronautical revenue. We have a uh, thriving uh, business park uh, with uh, tenants that include uh, Coca-Cola bottling, uh, Dow Chemical. Uh, the East Baton Rouge uh, Parish Sheriff's Office has their headquarters and several other offices on airport property, uh, as well as uh, All Star Automotive is located on airport property. Um, at our business park, that's another main focus for uh, myself and my staff in uh, 2020 is uh, further developing that business park. We have over 80 acres that are uh, set aside for aeronautical development. Uh, we released, recently uh, completed construction of a taxiway and a two-lane uh, public roadway, which opens up that whole north end of the airfield to both uh, aeronautical and non-aeronautical uh, development. So. Very interesting. Well, unfortunately, that's all we have time for today, but Mike Edwards and Billy Gibson, it's been so interesting to have this inside look at the world of aviation and drone technology uh, from a Baton Rouge perspective, and it seems like there's, there's a lot of potential there in both of your respective industries and, and fields, so y'all have been such good guests, and thanks for joining me today on Out to Lunch. Thank you, Stephanie. Yeah, thank you, Stephanie. It was a pleasure. My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Mike Edwards, director of the Baton Rouge Metro Airport, and Billy Gibson, owner of G-Force Sky Shots. We edited this show to fit into the time slot here on WRKF. You can hear our unedited conversation and find out more about the Baton Rouge Metro Airport and G4 Sky Shots by listening to the Out to Lunch Baton Rouge podcast. You can find and subscribe to the Out to Lunch Baton Rouge podcast anywhere you get podcasts and on our website, itsbatonrouge.la. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on itsbatonrouge.la and on our It's Baton Rouge Facebook page. 
Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for its BatonRouge.LA and WRKF 89.3 FM. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti. And our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino, Dave Winwood, and Ann Edelman. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Mansur's for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch Baton Rouge is recorded live over lunch at Mansur's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mansur's is open for lunch daily 11 to 2, for dinner nightly, and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. And Orange Theory Fitness, delivering fitness results for a healthier world. 